Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Happy Monday. I love Mondays. And I'm going to start the way I usually start with a passage from Scripture. I've got Romans 12, 12 open. Everyone should memorize this. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Again, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. It's pretty simple. One more time. They always say you have to do things three times to learn it. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in in prayer. We're going to start off today with my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa, Patrick Albanese, who uh, is the way we get things started, a little on the light side. Patrick, welcome. Thanks, Bill. I I, 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 I love that passage, although I do struggle with patient in affliction. I get that. I, get <laughs> I don't that. even like the word affliction. I just <laughs> Me neither. Just because it's our first Monday in May, I want to say let's have our first Monday in May be a Maryland Monday. How about that? I love, I, well, we, we love Maryland, and a Maryland Monday, you know, in May is kind of an alliteration. It, it's got a ring so, to it, so I thought, why not? Yes. Yeah. It's, oh, it's just May the 3rd. My uh, my son, who is 10, is excited about tomorrow being May the 4th, so he can do the whole, that Star Wars joke, the May the, may the 4th be with you, but may the, 3rd, <laughs> may the 3rd be with Maryland. Exactly. What a nice way to <laughs> yes. start. So over the weekend, I always like to talk about what happened over the weekend. For starters, I saw an interesting article in the Minneapolis paper about a Minneapolis radio personality who was on the air for 50 years. Of course, I know his voice well. I, I heard him for, that, for years and years. That's, that's, a, that's a long show. <laughs> You'd think you'd take a break. Yeah. That's a record, yeah. But he's in the he's in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. So I went to the Hall of Fame and saw his picture, and then I listened to a clip that they have under his picture for his Hall of Flame Hall of Fame uh, clip, and it's him talking to Maury Amsterdam. Here, the guy's got a fifty year broadcasting career, and he picks a conversation with a comedian. Yes, and uh, you know a comedian that well, let's see, the, you know the Dick Van Dyke Show was sixties. And yep. that was probably the heyday of Maury Amsterdam. Yep. Uh, obviously, this, this guy's career goes back a lot further than that. But but it, it's uh, you had sent it to me, and I thought, well, you know, you would think they would have thousands of interviews to choose from, and then you listen to him talking to Maury Amsterdam for three minutes, and basically he's gotten Maury Amsterdam to come on his show and play second fiddle and just kind of comment on, well, it looks like it's going to be a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> Which lets you know how big of a deal he was that, you know, somebody of Maury Amsterdam's stature in his heyday is coming on to a Minneapolis radio station saying, I'll just hang out here for a week and I'll uh, I'll read the school closures. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, when they did talk about closures, there was like we've got the, uh, you know, the St. Angelic uh, Rosary group is going to be canceled tonight. I mean, this is a huge station, and it was interesting what all made news when it came to uh, weather cancellations. And, you know, to Maury's credit, he sat there and was just typical funny Maury stuff. You know, he was talking about 
you know, how much more sleep do you need? And it's, you know, how much sleep does a guy need? And it's always five minutes more than he got. And, you know, he's just rattling off all these one-liners. My point that, that I thought over the weekend, Patrick, was people love a little bit of lightness every day. Yes. Yes. I, well, of course, you grew up on that show. So it was funny uh, listening to that radio clip and listening to the, the the levity that he brought to just a school closure and uh, just, you know, day-to-day activities that we have to cover on the radio. And uh, uh, and you think to yourself, he was like that on that the Dick, Dick Van Dyke show as well. Uh, we, but God, it was one I remember one time. You know, so Mel Cooley was his typical, you know, the foil, right? Right. And... Uh, yeah, I remember one time, you know, uh, Mel Cooley comes in and and the Buddy Sorrell character, you know, um, says something derogatory. And then Mel Cooley says, I didn't come here to be insulted. And, and Maury Amsterdam says, well, where do you go? I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so now for 50 years, whenever I've heard somebody, you know, lead into a line like I didn't come here for whatever, I just followed up with, well, where, you know, where do you go to be insulted? I'm happy to follow you anywhere. <laughs> I have borrowed a Maury Amsterdam joke for 50 uh, years. I started telling that when I was a kid. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I remember one time he was being nice to Mel, and all of a sudden Mel says, "Well, you're being nice to me," and it turned out he was angry at Rob Petrie. He says, "Well, I, I, right now I'm angry at Rob, and I can only be mad at one person at a time." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You need that kind of levity in your day. Ah, you do. You do because you have to be patient in affliction, which means you have to enjoy. When there's joyousness, and one of the things I know we've talked about that has been so enjoyable about our our, our good fortune uh, for what we get to do for a living is we get to watch people laugh, and there's joy in laughter. You cannot disguise it or hide it. It's the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you see that organic reaction that people couldn't stop themselves from laughing, you go, there's something pretty wonderful about that. You know, if we're created in God's image, God must love a good laugh because there's certain chemicals that get released in your brain when you laugh that make you feel better. Yeah. And I think people sometimes suffer with addiction problems. Everything that they're addicted to or they're trying to trigger that thing that can come out of you organically with laughter and joy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just trying to, we're trying to get that thing going again. Yeah. But, you know, there are natural ways to do it. You know, they have. You know, people that exercise, they have certain things that they experience that come naturally that cannot be mimicked by chemicals. And the same thing, I think, with laughter. At least we're counting on that, aren't we? Yes, we are. Speaking of other things going on over the weekend, the 147th Kentucky Derby took place. Interesting that the horse that won, Medina Spirit, was originally purchased for $1,000. That was a horse largely being ignored. Yes, that was that was the scratch and dent sale. That was <laughs> that was scratch and dent. I got a deal on a car once from hail damage. I'm wondering if uh, you know it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's um, and then two years later, I think a year, a year and a half later was purchased for thirty five thousand. So, but the original price was a thousand bucks. Everyone kind of ignored this this little horse, and now it's a yeah. Kentucky Derby winner. Well, you know, you put a horse up on eBay, it's not going to get a lot of attention. That's a good so point. That might have been why it was overlooked yeah. at first. Come on, it's, it's two, not the place to sell a horse. Two pretty exciting minutes of sports, though, to watch that. You know, it really is. I, I've always remarked that uh, it's really horse racing is the only sport 
that can find a way to take a two-minute event and turn it into a weekend. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's know. you know baseball games and football games. There's there's plenty of action to fill it out, and they say, look, this this is going to be over in two minutes. How do we keep the viewers' attention? Well, we're going to have to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So, <laughs> but they do it. They yeah. manage to do. It. And Seinfeld's got a great joke about horse racing because the horse at the end is going, <laughs> we're back to where we started? <laughs> That's a lot of work for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, it's, it's uh, when they, if, why would they even bother doing a, like a highlight? Re- you don't need a highlight reel. Just show the whole race. Just show the whole <laughs> Yeah, it's two minutes. I've got two minutes. Show me the whole thing. What does that say, though, about what's happening in terms of opening up the country, getting people back into, uh, you know, of course, this was an outdoor event, but they had 52,000 people there. Yeah, I, and I think we're going to, you know, see more and more of that. I, it's it's funny. I, I see more and more people asking for invites to get together for coffee. They say, hey, I've been vaccinated or, you know, whatever it is that makes them feel comfortable. They're they're seeing the numbers go down. And, um, you know, I see it at church. There's a few more people there. Uh, so I think people are, are ready for it. I, I, I know there's, you know, concerns about uh, variations and strains and uh, all the other different names they have for what's going on. But, you know, I, I really, I'm sensing a level of comfort that people are saying, I think I'm going to be okay. I think we're, I think we're getting to the okay area. And I, I hope so. You know, it'd be nice to, um, gather in person. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same, um, for me, Mm -hmm. you know, you're this, you're, you're like that. You like to be with people. I do like to be with people. So, um, I'm going to take a little break. When we come back, more with my friend and colleague, Patrick Albanese from the great state of Iowa and the prestigious city of West Des Moines. Be right back. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'm whistling. I'd unravel Can you hear me? Did you hear I me can... whistle? I don't know how to whistle. No, but did I'm you hear me whistle? I didn't ask you if you I, could whistle. I asked if you could heard me whistle. I could hear you. Was that, do you I have a stunt double for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to whistle along with the song. I just felt like I, I was in the spirit because it's May 3, it's Monday, it's another Maryland Monday, so I thought, why not? You know, and, and, um, and of course, uh, The Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite movies. Somebody thought they could stump me today by saying, all right, I'm going to give you three names. Can you tell me what movie they're from? And I say, go ahead. And he says, Hunk, Hickory, and Zeke. <laughs> That's not even a challenge. That's not even a challenge. Not even come on. Stump me with that one. Right. He says, Ghostbusters. Go, oh. I said, oh, come on. It was Ghostbusters, Hunk. right? Yeah, that was <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's funny, too, because Hunk becomes well, the scarecrow, right? <laughs> you think, wait a second, hunk. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a definition, different, different definition of hunk uh, uh, from what we're used to. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this question. This has been on my mind <clears throat> over the weekend. 
are polls designed to reflect public opinion or shape it? Oh, yeah, I, I just, I think they have, I, I, are there legitimate pollers out there? Because you can look at how many times they've been wrong and, and you, and you have to ask, well, how could you be so wrong? You know, did you ask the wrong questions? Did you ask the wrong people? Are people not answering the phones? Um, you know, I, I often ask with a poll, it's like, okay, who did you ask and what did you ask? Mm -hmm. Because, um, I remember getting some phone calls a few years ago when I would answer the phone before I had caller ID. Right. And uh, they were really trying to goad me into, um, you know, what, did, what does it make you feel like when you hear that uh, so-and-so politician said, uh, you know, let's cut the funding to the schools? And, of course, you know, your, your response to that would be, well, that's very upsetting to hear. Um, but I wouldn't say that my, my, my answer was, I said, did that politician say that? What, what did they say? And the pollster said, well, I don't have the exact words here. I said, okay, okay. I said, I can't, I'm, I'm unable to answer that question. But after going through two, three questions like that, I realized they were trying to, is that what they call a push poll where they're trying to get a certain response saying 72% of voters do not like politician A's stance on schools. When the question asked was, how does it make you feel when politician A says he wants to close all the schools and put the kids back in the coal mines, you know, that kind of thing? <laughs> um, boy, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yep, yep. You you and almost everybody, almost everybody. Yeah. So it, it, having been, you know, can I call myself a victim on that? I don't know. Uh, I, it's not a victim, but, you know, the having been the guy who answered the phone. Right. I, I've had a skeptical eye toward polls ever since. I mean, what was they had a recent one that Joe Biden had a popularity level that was, um, you know, like 65 percent, and then at the bottom they, I think they talked to 600 Democrats and like 12 Republicans or something like that. You go, I that might not be, you know, you might have asked the wrong people. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's why I'm trust. wondering: does it reflect how people are feeling, or are they trying to shape uh, an, an attitude or a, or? Um... Or an opinion. But I think, uh, boy, you know, maybe if some, if somebody were to hire you and say, look, um, you're going to do a, a poll for me and um, I'm trying to find out if people like my brand of soap. Uh, and, uh, you know, if it turns out they do, there's an awful lot of money in it for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to hire you for a bunch of other polls. Uh, you might come back with some results that say you are not going to believe People eat your soap. They love it so much. Yeah. They love your soap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, who's hiring the pollster? What do they want to find out? You know, uh, it's, it's what questions are you asking? Who are you asking? And did somebody hire you to do the poll? So I, I think that there's just enough there to say, I don't know if I trust the polls. And plus, they've been wrong an awful lot. Aren't you? They've been wrong a lot. Yeah. I mean, don't we always make jokes about that? You know, 32% of all statistics are made up. And exactly. Half the people polled know that, I, you know, and don't believe everything you read on the Internet, says Abraham Lincoln, you know, that, that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was not Lincoln, by the way, that said that. That was Washington. Yeah. there's. I was reading some misquotes over the weekend, too, and there are a lot of quotes that have been attributed to Churchill that just he, he just didn't say. 
How, so how did they how do they get attributed to him? Is it just at some point somebody says, you know, I can't be sure, but that sounds like sounds something. Sounds like something Churchill would say. I remember, I, you know, I said um, uh, a friend that uh, had given me some advice uh, for you know performing, uh, and I, I ran into her at uh, the Magic Castle a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, so I'll never forget that advice you you know that you gave me that. You know, um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, about, about making something a little bit tighter, you know, and uh, the advice was this. Uh, she said, you know, if people like you up on stage, it doesn't matter what magic tricks you perform, what you do. And if they don't like you, it doesn't matter what tricks you do and, and to perform. It was basically the same thing saying, if they don't like you, it doesn't matter. You could, you know, make the Statue of Liberty disappear and they won't care <laughs> if they like you. You can make a thimble disappear, and they'd say, that's the best thing I've ever seen. I really like that guy. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I tell her that, and I said, that's really been kind of a, a guiding light for me. And she says, I absolutely don't remember ever giving you that advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she said, she goes, but it does sound like something I would say. I said, well, you said it. Yeah. I think – <laughs> I think it was you. I think it was actually Churchill. I believe it was Churchill. Told me <laughs> Churchill said that. <laughs> he told me, yes. He, he, he told you old. personally, didn't he? I believe personally, yeah. Yeah, I he, think so too. He, yeah, he burned it to a jump drive yeah. for me. Yeah. He was long gone. Yeah. Yeah. He had burned to a jump all drive. All kind of murky right now, isn't it? Yeah, it is all kind of murky. Yeah. Speaking, yeah, of, it's, speaking of murky, uh, what's going to happen around your house with you and your son home alone? So my wife and daughter took off today to do a California trip uh, that will be a lot more work than enjoyment because they're helping grandma and grandma's sisters, the three sisters. Very sweet. And yes. They had to pack up a couple of walkers, a wheelchair. Uh, it, 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 it took two cars to get everything to the airport. It's going to take two cars to get everything out. But I, you know, it's interesting. We got Father's Day is, is not too far away. And, you know, people are always talking about being, you know, being a self-sufficient, being an authentic man. And I said, I don't need a course for that. I've, I've got this pretty much figured out. <laughs> you know, my wife was kind of concerned. I, I, in fact, I was going to sign up for one of these men's retreats once. And it, it's like, I think you, you know, you did a trust fall from 20 feet. You had to walk over like 80 feet of hot coals in your bare feet. And, uh, I, I then it, it culminates with you like wrestling a grizzly and I was going to sign up, but it's, it was near the boundary waters. And I don't know if you've seen the mosquitoes there. They're huge. <laughs> They're huge. I said, yeah, and I don't know about that. But, uh, so I, well, I've got the meals. I'm, I'm ready to go. Did you, have you yeah. done your meal planning? I've done the meal planning. What well, can I've I hear? What, can I hear what it is just for his sake? Okay. All right. I don't think we're crazy or anything like that. Cause there's a lot of variety here. So okay. I've got, uh, I've got grilled cheese sandwiches. Yum. You're off to a uh, good yeah, start. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, uh, macaroni yeah. and cheese. Okay. Mac and cheese. All right. Cheese, yeah. Uh, quesadillas. <laughs> All right. I'm starting to see a trend. Just just saying. Yeah. A lot of variety here. Uh, pizza. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he turns out he likes cheese pizza. That's, you know, and... Not only can I accomplish, you know, getting all of this this variety of food out, I'm pretty certain I won't even have to load the dishwasher once this week. <laughs> <laughs> so when my wife comes home, she'll say, the place is immaculate. I say, yes, we, we took care of everything. The dishes, they're all clean and put away. Almost as if you had done that yourself right before you left. Yeah. 
I, I figure by Wednesday the Domino's guy is going to call you. Hey, Patrick, we're in the neighborhood. Should we swing by? Yeah, we've got the usual ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's 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 pretty amazing. I think the, the biggest litter I'm going to have to clean up on my front porch is all the uh, the punch card holes that are on <laughs> When they come and hit my little punch cards, that you are, that's your second free pizza this week. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, we're going to be fine, but uh, I'm actually a little bit concerned that uh, we're going to be bored because my son's like me. We're perfectly happy just sitting around the house. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of doing nothing. Kind of doing nothing. And she put a bunch of activities. You can go here, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And, and we're kind of looking at it saying, yeah, sure. And she left today. Says, "What about you?" Says, "Couch for me. Cool. I'll be over." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll be he'll be at the piano playing some songs, and you know. But I, then I feel guilty that I think we should be doing more things. But we're both perfectly content and happy to be here. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the dog is not liking it at all because he loves my wife and he tolerates me. Oh, is he going to be happy when she gets back? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna videotape that for you. <laughs> I so hope you, you do. Maybe we'll figure out a way yeah. to put it up so listeners can watch it as well. Yeah. Remember that time that the Minnesota Vikings won the Super Bowl? Yes. Well, no, oh. I don't actually. Actually, I don't either. Yeah. I remember when the Bears won the Super Bowl. It looks it'll look a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll probably go out in the out in the street and turn my car over. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of yeah, oh no, was, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Have you ever played that game? You know, people ask you, you know, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And people say I'd be invisible. I could fly, you know, super strength. I've discovered what my superpower would be. And I think you'll agree with me. I would like to be able to control traffic lights. That's the only superpower I want. That'd be nice. Just because I've spent an awful lot of time there and I think I'd like to reclaim that time. Anyway, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. No, no. I'd... My friend who is the sheriff of, uh, uh, a big, huge county here in Minnesota, he showed me his car, his sheriff car, and he can control lights. So you would be incredibly jealous of that. He can... He can control lights with his car. I've, it's like, the job is almost worth it for that perk alone. Totally, yeah. Totally. Can you take the device from the police vehicle and put it into your person? <laughs> no, you can't. Nope. Okay, so there's a downside. Yeah. There's a downside. So yeah. But it's still, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It is. I, you know, I mean, I, I, if I could do it, I think that would be the superpower. And also, you know what's great about that as a superpower? Hmm. Like if you could, if you had super strength or super speed or could fly, people would start to bother you a lot saying, I could really use your abilities right now. <laughs> Good point. But, you know, controlling traffic lights, you'd say, nobody's going to come knocking on your door saying, ah, you know, forget it. Just yeah. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Patrick, yeah. uh, thanks for getting uh, Monday, May 3, Maryland Monday started with me. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thanks. It's always fun. Always fun. Have a great rest of the day. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks. When we come back, the Monday afternoon mix is going to happen. Pastor David Miles is here with a very special guest. Be right back.
great things we want to do in the month of May is we want to bless moms and mentors. You know, mom has always supported you. And whether it's your mom or your stepmom or an aunt or maybe it was a coach or a really godly woman from your church, her love means the world to you. Or maybe it's your wife who you've been, you see as an amazing mom to your kids. Well, here's a chance that you can bless the women in your life this Mother's Day with the Faith Radio Blessings Moms and Mentors Giveaway. We've got this uh, really great gift basket we're going to give away. So you can nominate them for a special gift set giveaway. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and nominate that special mom or stepmom or mentor. And that's the way I want to get the Monday afternoon mix started with Pastor David Miles. David, welcome. Hi, Bill. How you doing? That's a good topic to talk about today, isn't it? It is. You know, moms are moms are super sweet, and uh, you know they uh, they have this incredible reservoir uh, of love. And I guess, like um, you know, when you think of a picture of someone who incarnates Christ, you know, love with flesh on, you know, it would be moms. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not even just a New Testament type of thing. Um, in Isaiah chapter forty, you know, the Lord is kind of making this comparison, and he he talks about. Um, gathering you to your bosom, you know, um, um, as one who gently leads the young. And so God even gives this beautiful picture of, of a mom's love and his description mm-hmm. uh, to Israel. So, so yeah, we're, we're you know, we're banking um, a, a corner here next week and uh, to, to be able to celebrate that. And, you know, even Bill, as we talk about it, we know that there's lots of mixed emotions um, around Mother's Day. There are those, you know, who are driving who you know, had incredible relationships with their mom. There's those that are struggling with them. There are those that have desired to be um, moms and, you know, through infertility and other things that hasn't happened. So we, we're we aware of that even as we talk about this subject, mm-hmm. that not everyone is coming to the table with the same experiences. It's a mixed blessing for sure. There's been Mother's Day services I remember well. You walk in and you get a rose if you're a mom. Then you look around and you see all these women holding roses, but then what about the ones that aren't? Yeah. And one of the things that I It's a lovely gesture. It's a lovely gesture, yeah. And um, I think us broadening our our viewpoint of this, uh, you know, as as I've shared before, like my mom, she was a church mother, you know, um, and so they called her Mother Miles and a spiritual mom to many people. And we, again, see this in Scripture because Paul talks about Timothy as my son, you know. And there are people who have stepped in and have loved and been, you know, a parent figure, um, a godly example, as you were saying earlier, a mentor in our lives. And so it, so, so there is, I, I think we need to enlarge uh, that term and, and that endearment as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. So... I know you've got a story for me, and you've got a special guest. Where do we start? Well, I'll start with the story, and then keep a little attention there, and then I like attention. Introduce you brought a special guest. I did brought a very special special guest. Yes, you know. Um, But one of the reasons, even jumping in this, you know, on Sunday I had gotten up and went for a run in the morning, and I was running through the preserve and thinking through. You know, just being back in church with folks and, you know, there was a person, a family in our church that had crossed my mind from something I'd written down to pray for them. And for this particular person, this is actually, and for a number of people listening today, 
going to be the first Mother's Day without their mom. Um, and this person's mom had passed away. And it actually led to thoughts of my, my dear mom and, um, and just how, you know, incredibly blessed I was. My mom, perfectly imperfect person, um, you know, loved me, loved my brother, loved my sister. And so, you know, I was thinking about that. And then also having had um, some opportunities to be at various, you know, banquets and things next to our special guests and seeing um, the things that God is doing in our children and, you know, being able to look and say, like, this would not be possible if it wasn't for your investment and your love and care and guidance and to, to our our children. So the better part of the Miles family is with us today, and that's my, my wife, Tammy. So, Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Tammy. Thank you. Yeah, she's a real radio pro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, David, you know, it's like, yeah, this is just charisma. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and for listening audience, Tammy is from the great state of North Dakota. You say that well, too. Yeah, you made fun of yourself saying that. I like that. And from the wonderful city of? Cullum. Cullum. So Cullum, North Dakota. Cullum? Cullum. Mm-hmm. K- K-U-L-M. Cullum. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that until now. Yeah. So south, southern that's the, parts. That's south the capital, of, isn't it? Mm, no, Bismarck. Oh, I'm so confused. And, and the Why state, do you do this to me? The state is, is in another country as my, as my, my cousins from you know, Tennessee and Kentucky, yeah. they're like, my cousin's from another, another country. It's like, no. Is, is the state motto, there's always lots of parking? Um. <laughs> okay, that joke went over <laughs> nearly, nearly everyone's head. Sorry, Bill, your mom loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone out there got it. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's <laughs> been really cool. <laughs> Where's mom when you need one? Right? <laughs> But, okay, Bill, I got it. I'm just, I Rosie, have to put, You did laugh. I so, did laugh. I goodness. thought that was very funny. It is. But I'm, it is true. You know, I'm easy, though. There's right. lots I'm of an snow. There's lots of snow and sandbags and lots of parking, yes. Okay. So, very much. Um, but it, it's been neat, um, you know, when you have little kids, uh, babe, you remember like when DJ going to, to um, kindergarten? And how did they introduce um, them to us? They were welcoming the class of 2021. And when you're walking into a kindergarten room and talking about the class of 2021, it's like, yeah. (laughs) When's that going to happen? And here we are. Wow. Yeah. We're here. And, you know, you you pray and you you pour a lot, uh, you know, into kids and your nieces and nephews and family. And, you know, you feel like you get it right all the time, right, babe? Um, no. <laughs> you guys should have talked about this in advance. <laughs> so you could have been on the same page. <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't. Um, yeah. And, and, and that was kind of like, you know, throwing that up there because, you know, um, you really, you really, you really pray and you're like, Lord, help me and help us to do this right. Um, I guess like, you know, this whole COVID thing this last year and even just a lot of the disruption, uh, people have noted that it's been a difficult thing for everyone, but so much of that weight has fallen on the shoulders 
uh, of moms. And so kind of what's that been like, you know, being a mom where in, in normal times, but this has been, you know, unusual. Well, I've had the blessing of being able to be home with the kids. So I can't speak as someone who also has to put on top of extra parenting and teaching um, the full-time job. Um, but it was difficult for me to try and motivate the kids and to keep a positive attitude myself of, you know, they'd be like this, you know, we don't like this and this is no fun. And I tried to, yep, there's a lot of us that don't like it. And, you know, being the one to go patrolling from room to room, are you on your class? Are you doing your homework? Have you turned that in? Um, just kind of made me feel like I was the guard on duty all day. Um, but I just wanted to, I was thankful I could be there for them because I thought of a lot of kids that our kids struggled a little bit. And I said, what about those kids that don't have that? They don't have someone in their corner or on their side. Um, so that just kind of made some of the harder times a little bit easier because I knew that I loved my kids. That's why I was <laughs> patrolling them. Mm -hmm. And baby, you open up a really beautiful picture because sometimes as as believers, we think to ourselves like, oh, oh, God, how can you use me like, you know, in someone's life? And in, in situations like this, even though people may project a, a picture of having it all together, there are a number of things that people are going through and being able to come alongside people and love them and love them well in Christ. I mean, you know, part of my story is failed suicide attempt. And in a public school, my locker mate, Lance Porter, he came and talked to me and invited me to something. And it was because someone just simply invited me and offered his time in life that I'm sitting here on a microphone with you guys today. So so it's really cool what God can can do. So the power of the invite. I talk about that often. The power of the invite. You don't have to make it perfect. You don't have to even if you're awkward, and if they say no, at least you extended the invite. Something at all I think we should all try to be better at. Some people are so good at inviting people to everything. Oh, you should come with us. Oh, come on. Well, you, you, you point to something beautiful in Scripture, um, Bill, and it's that invite. So you, you look at uh, Acts chapter 16, and, uh, you know, um, before Acts chapter 16, well, we'll just go there first. So it opens up and it says, Paul came to Derby, and to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted him to accompany him and took him and brought him with to do ministry, okay? So he has him circumcised, brings him with, but Paul invites Timothy to come. And here you have this bi-ethnic child whose mother's a believer, father's a Greek and not involved, you know? And you see the power of invite that today, out of the 66 books of God's inerrant word, you have two of them um, written to this young man. And you, you go to 1 Timothy chapter uh, 1, and Paul is, Paul is talking about, you know, his joy in serving the Lord with a clear conscience and then remembering Timothy. And he says, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, 
a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. And, you know, no matter where you're at and even what your past experience may be, you know, God can take and use our lives and the lives of other people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you guys have heard the story of Jake, the, the man from England who broke both of his arms, who lived with us. Yeah. One of the most powerful things was that Jake considered Tammy his mom. You know, this is my English mom, you know. Oh, so cute. American. American mom. There we go. But so that's the power of life change. And now Jake's a, a, a follower of Jesus because of God using uh, Tammy not only in our kids' life, but in our adoptive kids as well. That's a great story. I know, David, I'm going to, and Tammy, I want to take a little break, but I want to come back. I know you've got a story that you're going to share um, about a conversation with a parishioner. Yeah. That's thinking about going to see her mom. Mm-hmm. How important that is. So we'll take a little break, come back more with the Monday Afternoon Mix. Be right back. just wish I would have told him in the living years. Sweet. Mike and the Mechanics, that's a phrase from that song. Sweet song. Yeah, it's... it's uh, You're yeah. tearing up, brother. What's, I am. I mean, going like, on? It's, uh, it's a powerful song. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking on Sunday when I, when I had talked to this one couple um, about the gal's mom, um, I ended up having a conversation with another parishioner, and I think kind of like this caught me off guard because we began kind of talking a little bit about moms and stuff. And mm-hmm. and the person had, had made the statement of, you know, I've, I've thought about going to see my mom. I, I'd like to. And, you know, I just kind of haven't, you know, you know, made, you know, the time yet. I, it's something I want to do. And I, I just kind of gently just encouraged and, and said, you know, um, High probability, as, my, as a friend of mine who's attorney says, attorney says, I can't say with 100% certainty, but I can say with a high probability, uh, you will not look back with regret on spending $1,000 for airfare. But there often is so much more that we, we, we pay for not saying what we need to uh, in the living years. And, you know, um, this song by Mike and the Mechanics, you know, it, it, it just talks about this 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 generational difference, and you know they're blaming each other. Their frustrations are coming out, and he just says, "I just wish I could have told him in the living years." 
you know, and, um, you know, even as you come into this weekend and various things, I, I want to encourage you. I don't know where you're at. I don't, I don't know your relationships. There's a loving God who does know them and he does care and he understands broken relationships and he put on flesh, came from heaven to restore one, um, with us. Um, but one of the very sweet memories that I had was when my mom, um, was sick and, uh, we thought that we might be, you know, losing her. And I, I hopped a flight and, uh, flew to Kentucky where she was visiting family. And we, f- we figured out some medication and, um, I was sitting there one day, the bed and my mom says, David, I'm fine. And I said, oh, I said, you mean like the temperature? And uh, as Tammy can attest, my mom had this laugh that when she laughed, it made you want to laugh. And I said, oh, I said, you're fine, fine. And she said, yeah, I'm fine, fine. And I said, mom, I've always sought to honor you and dad and the Lord. And I've always wanted the best for you. And the best is Jesus. So how could I want anything less than that? So if you're fine, I'm fine. And, uh, you know, I would never trade um, that time with my mom for anything because when her health did finally fail um, a a month later, we drove down and my mom had been non-responsive. And I remember walking in the door and uh, she had not been responsive for a day or so. And I leaned over and I just started to sing in her ear. And she opened her eyes and she said, David. And I said, hi, mom. But we didn't have any more conversation. She was able to see Tammy, who she loved and adored, and um, Taylor, our daughter, and our kids. And then shortly after that, she closed her eyes. And for the remainder of time, she she didn't open um, her eyes um, until she went home on the 26th of November. And, um, you know, it's too late. The song says it. When we die, to admit we don't see eye to eye. And, and I want to stress that. Like right now, you can say or do something. But listen, when, when that last breath is done, you know, even if you're like, hey, I think this would be a great time to have the conversation. It's like, mm-mm. And so I don't know if you're driving now and you're thinking I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. But I just want to encourage you, you know, make a call. You know, make that that visit. Um, I have saved voicemails that my mom had sent me. And just saying, hey, David, how are you doing? Just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. And I love you. It's mom. And, you know, there, there's... Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it probably there. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I maybe transition to the the final one of the final verses that Mike says, and he says, "I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. I didn't get to tell him all the things I had to say. I think I caught his spirit later that same year. I'm sure I heard his echo in my baby's newborn." tears. I just wish I would have told him in the living years. And, uh, you know, 
the very last thing with my dad I got to do was he was in the hospital, had an unexpected trip to North Dakota to preach. And Tammy and I prayed with my dad, and we left, and I remember having to go back to Chicago for school at Ted's and being bummed that, you know, he wasn't feeling well. And the Lord said, David, I want you to go back and ask your dad if he's ready to come home to give his life back to me. And so I went back, and very shockingly, my dad's like, yeah. And I, like, was, who are you? (laughs) Um, But walk through the gospel. Yeah. And... uh, I was so shocked. I'm like, Dad, if you want to like play, he goes, how about you pray? And can I just repeat after you? And I'm like, and so he did. And I'm like, are you doing this for me? He's like, nope. So sincere desire of your heart. Yep. Based upon the eternal word of God, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the eternal witness of the Holy Spirit. I said, you're, you're his child. And a month later, we were packing up in Chicago, ready to come back and got a phone call. And the phone call was that your dad died of a massive heart attack this afternoon. And so, say it loud, say it clear. You can listen as well as you hear. It's too late when you die to admit. See, I die. Thank you for all of that, David. Appreciate the vulnerability, and, and it is such an important message that we all heed, that if you have someone you can talk to, visit, be on the phone with, do it. Because when you can be eye to eye, it's a beautiful thing. And leave nothing on the table. Put it all out there. Yeah. So, would you like to pray? I would. And, uh... Is that the signal I was getting? Um... I wasn't sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is that There's a God who loves you today. And he's done so much to show uh, his love for you. And you might be like, really, how? Well, right now, listening to us imperfect people is a grace moment. Because God wants you to know him personally. And he said it loud. And he said it clear on a cross called Calvary. And he's saying, hear my voice, receive my gift of salvation through my son. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray for people listening today. Lord, give them ears to hear and courage even to have the conversations with the person that's right now in their mind. And Jesus, most of all, let them have the conversation with you to say, yes, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've I've blown it, but I accept your free gift of forgiveness and ask that you'd come inside of me and live and and that you'd empower me. And I need your power even to have the conversations with the people that you've laid on my mind. So do it for your glory, Lord, we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Tammy, thank you for being here today. It's really nice to see you. Nice to uh, have you here and, and happy Mother's Day in advance. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what the plans are for Mother's Day? I do kids, not. Are the kids fussing over what they're going to do? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> flag football. Flag oh, football. That'll be nice. Yeah, that has kind of been the tradition on Mother's Day to mm-hmm. be at a flag football game. So. And is your mother still living? She is. Terrific. Where does she live? In Cullum. In Cullum. Mm-hmm. The capital of North Dakota. Right. The yeah. capital. <laughs> I don't know why you're making fun of me, David. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> Feels like you are. I mean, like, you know, geography and 
you know. So big shout out to Joyce Crumlick, who we love. She her cooking. We've talked about this. Her cooking. Yeah, her is, cooking is, is insane. Yeah, same with. She passed that on to her, her daughter. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yum, yum. So nice to uh, have you back, and appreciate once again, David, sharing that. I hope, I hope you understand uh, that with Mother's Day coming up, if you are uh, a mom, how much you are the most amazing person on the earth. <laughs> moms are the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we love moms. Pause. Pause. I mean, when you talk about moms, it's like, it's okay to pause. Yeah, it is, you know, and it's, it's a person um, who loves you so richly and, and time didn't even get to, to be able to, to talk. There, there was a fascinating Washington Post article just on um, Clara who was a person that Adolf Hitler's mom and just his love and just someone so crazy, but her transformative love. Wow. I just want to say that if you um, have someone that you really love and aren't having trouble with, encourage them too. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That wraps up the Monday afternoon mix. We'll take a little break. When we come back, hour two is going to be with theologian and philosopher Ken Samples. We're going to talk about the soul. That's all coming up next. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.